Heyo, and welcome to the In This Together podcast. I'm your host, MM. And I'm your co-host, Isla. And we are so excited to truly be in this together with you. So let's get started. Woo! Hello, hello. Hey, yo. How are y'all? Good morning. Good evening. <laughs> good night. Good night. Good afternoon. <laughs> we are so excited to be talking to y'all and continuing on our Love Month series. Oh, we got a good episode we today. We do. Today is all about friendships and we listen to all of y'all's questions and we're here to answer them. Yeah. And seriously, thank y'all so much for like sending really good ones in because y'all are so honest and vulnerable with some of your questions. And I'm like, thank you because it's so awesome too to see what's on your hearts because almost every single time we got one question there was like the same rendition of it like for another one and it's so cool that like to see that you guys seriously are not alone in the questions that you're asking like it'll be like three of the same questions from three different people and it just shows how much like we need to and also no judgment no <laughs> we judgment. love y'all we ask questions about like relationships and like if you still have questions, you're feel free to DM us on our Instagram on the mmdesigns.life or Isla's Instagram or my Instagram. Um, but we would love to answer your questions and like with everything we had said without relationships and there's never any judgment. Like we love y'all like lust and struggling with purity. That's something I like we understand. Mm-hmm. Like we are real people that understand these things. So um, just whatever it is, don't ever feel too embarrassed or judged. Um, to just kind of ask it because we love y'all and we're here for y'all. And this is part about like actually being in this together is asking the hard questions. So thank y'all for doing it. Yeah. And some of those questions that y'all asked, I, when I was reading them, I had the same questions. I was like, that's true. Yeah. I want to know. We're going to kick off real quick with a quick devotional just about relationships and just about why this is even important in the first place. We talked about like, what is love last week? And now we're talking like, what is relationships and like, why are relationships even important? And so before we hop into the questions, which we're so excited to do, I'm just going to give you all a quick devotional um, this morning. I hope it blesses you. And I hope that it just helps your understanding and relationships. I'm going to be talking from 1 Corinthians 12. And so 1 Corinthians 12, 12, actually. And it's, I'm going to start right here. It says, For just as the body is one and has many parts, and all the parts of that body through many are one body, are one body, so also is Christ. And so right here, it just says, and we always talk about like the body of Christ, like how we are all part of the body of Christ when you're a believer and all these different things. But like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like that is such a kind of like when I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But like, what does it mean? And a body of Christ, and basically what it's saying, it says we are all different reflections and images of him and his goodness. Like Isla is her completely different and beautiful image of the Lord. All are different images of the Lord, but when we all come together, we all make this one beautiful image of the Lord and his unity and his grace and his, all of his goodness. And so that's what it means by saying we are one body. Like all of us, like Isla, like she is, because when she's doing good and when she's doing bad, like it affects me because we are both in the same body of Christ. And so that's just something to kind of open our eyes to. And so after this, it says, for we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. And so right here, um, I know some of y'all might not be baptized. And you might be thinking, oh, well, that doesn't apply to me. And if you're a believer of the Lord and you believe those things, I would encourage you to maybe get baptized. I actually, fun fact, am not baptized yet, which honestly, after saying that, I know that I need to be because there is something so beautiful about baptism. And um, I don't know why I haven't yet. I need to 
um, do that. But it says that whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we are all given one spirit. And I think that that's so cool because right now, especially in society, it's so easy to say, well, she's from Europe or she's from, you know what I mean? She's from here or she's from Tallahassee and I'm not like, and it's, we put so many barriers up because the enemy wants us to put barriers up that we forget that we're all part of one body, you know? And we think that even male and female, you know, we think we have like this big barrier and obviously there's importance in that. Um, but there's also a, a beauty when realizing that like, that's actually your brother in Christ, you know? So, um, and then it goes on to say, indeed, the body is not one part, but many. If the foot should say, this is where it gets good, y'all. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It is not for that reason any less a part of the body. Right there, it says, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It is not that reason. It's not that reason any less a part of the body. Right there, it's so funny because it gives us this picture, this image of us looking at our body and looking. And it says that the foot is looking at the hand. It says, I don't belong to the body. And you know why the foot is looking at the hand and it has that doubt because of that comparison. The foot looks at the hand and says, well, I can't grab things. Well, I can't do this. So it has this comparison then leads to this doubt. And it leads to a doubt in God's purpose. And it's the same thing in our lives. We compare ourselves to other people. We look and say, oh, well, she is a great speaker or she is so academically, like just so smart and so intelligent. And that's not me. And so we start comparing ourselves and we say, well, I just, I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not super intelligent. That's, I'm not smart, you know? And then we doubt God, like, what's your purpose for me? And it says, I don't belong to the body. I don't belong to the body of Christ because I'm not smart or because I can't speak or because I can't write or because I can't work out because I can't run, but it's the comparison to that root. And so something I just kind of want to address right now is that comparison in your life. It's like, where is that coming from? And when you're looking at all the different parts of the body, so when you're looking at your friends or people on social media or whatever it is, or people at school with you or people at your workplace, and you're looking at them like, what, what is causing you to compare? Because that comparison is a seed of doubt that is then going to lead you to doubt in God's purpose for you. And so if you can kind of just take that time right now to think like, why am I comparing? I was reading this book and it was amazing. I posted it on my story the other day. It's called Get All, Get, it's called um, We're All Freaking Out and This Is Why We Shouldn't or something like that. I posted my story. It's fine. I'll have to um, put it again on the, I'll put it on my book recommendation. So that way, because I can't even remember the name, but it's really good. Um, but in it, it says that with our anxieties, we have like a cup of water and a cup of water can make enough fog to cover seven cities. And it's the same thing with our anxieties and with our comparison. That one thing, that one thing of comparison has enough to cover seven cities. That one a little anxiety, that one little anxious thought of I'm not smart enough. And so you start comparing or because this has enough fog to cover seven cities or multiple relationships in your life, your relationship with yourself. And so I just really want to encourage y'all to find that one cup of water, so to speak, or that one anxious thought and replace it with the truth that God has in your life. Because imagine if the foot would say, but I keep people stable, you know, like I keep people walking and I keep people moving. And if the foot was content in that, rather than looking at the hand, you know, and I know this is something that we hear a lot in scripture is this story, but I really just want to point out that that, comp that comparison leads to doubt in God's purpose for you. And we, and that's one of the reasons that people start to struggle in relationships is because of that comparison. And so then 
it says, and it goes on, if we didn't get it that time, and it says, and if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it is not for that reason any less a part of the body. So the ear is doing the same thing. The eye is doing the same thing. And I think what it shows us is that we're all doing the same thing. Like you're comparing and I have a relationship with comparison in my life because I've done the same thing. You know, I'm also part of the body. And sometimes I see your ear or I see somebody who speaks or I see somebody who writes or does or is really insanely smart or somebody who's really insanely athletic or somebody that's just kind and generous. And I'm like, gosh, man, I wish I was like that, you know, and it's something that we should celebrate in them and see in them. And um, also be inspired and encouraged. But it says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God has arranged each one of the parts in the body just as he wanted. And so what I want to encourage you of this morning or this night or whatever you're listening to this is that you have a purpose you have a purpose in the body of Christ and whatever it is that skill is. I know my sweet Isla is sitting right here next to me. She is amazing when it like whenever camps happen or like when our life retreat happens, like she came alive, y'all. Like she's like a whole different person. Like it's amazing. I'm so, it's so awesome. But the cool thing is that, and I remember like sometimes like when we talk about like her purpose and stuff like that, it's like you a lot of times we compare because we don't know what our purpose is or we're not secure in our purpose. And I'm not saying her purpose is camp, but what I'm saying is that is a skill that she has in the body and like how she breaks it down and at like dancing and how she like connects with girls and makes it so fun. Like that's not necessarily my gift whenever I go to a camp. And I'm so thankful for her because as a team together, we're able to have this incredible, like just unity and this incredible time where we bring love down, like you know, where we bring love and we spread love. And so there's never a gift too little. Like if you do recognize that maybe you're not the greatest in the classroom, but you're really great at um, group projects and you're really great at talking to people and communicating, that is a gift that God has intentionally placed on your heart. And you have no idea how it's going to lead you into the future. And so lastly, and this kind of just sums up the part of why we need relationships and kind of helping us with comparison and why we need these relationships is, and it is, there are many parts, but one body that I cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Or again, the the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. We need each other. We, the different parts of the body, we all need each other. And that's why it's so important to be real and honest and in this together with each other, because we need those relationships. We were designed for those relationships. So as we go on today, just talking about relationships and talking about it further, uh, we're just so excited because this um, hopefully just helps you kind of see why we need those relationships. And now we're going to talk about how to have those relationships and how to do those according to the word and how we've, how we've messed up in our lives and relationships. And so just letting y'all know, we have some construction going on. So if you hear like beeping in the back and stuff, we wish we could have it to where it's not there. And we're, one day we won't, but, but it's going to be there for a it's little gonna bit. It's going to be there for a second. So this we're is We're going to embrace it. We're going to embrace it. So just okay. enjoy the beeps. Right. Anyways, but I really liked how you even just touched on comparison and friendships because I think that's something that's so natural and sometimes it's embarrassing to talk about or it can bring shame because like oh this is my best friend I shouldn't even be doing that but I know for me I had to remind myself that 
I'm not designed to look like Maya and Maya's not designed to look like me and that's okay. And it's easy to think in friendships when you're comparing that, oh, I'm lacking something because for Maya, like, she's really good at this and this and this. And I'm not good at that at all, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, how the Lord intended it for it to be because he doesn't want all of us to be the exact same person. When I'm falling to comparison, it almost just stops like connection too because I'm just so focused mm-hmm. on comparison and I'm almost like that breeds into competition mm-hmm. almost because I'm like, oh, Maya has this, Maya has this, or even my other friends, they have like my friend Kaylee, she is incredible at just writing. And I swear that girl's going to be an author one day. And for me, like that's not my biggest strength and that's, that's okay. My friend Madeline, she's an amazing teacher. She's great with kids. I don't think teaching is in my plan, <laughs> but that's okay. And it's just important just to remind yourself if you're falling to comparison, just to not let that think that you're lacking something because we know that in the Lord, if we have the Lord in our lives, that we're not lacking anything. Yeah. And I know for me, like there's always a verse that I go back to when I'm falling into comparison. The verse that I always go back to is Philippians 4, 8. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is condemnable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And I love that because I know when I'm having a mindset of comparison, I'm just having thoughts of jealousy, of insecurity, of self-doubt, and even just doubting the Lord's will when he created me. But we know like those are feelings and like we're so much we're worth so much more than our feelings and like the lies that our feelings are telling us and actually just dwelling in that truth and dwelling in okay I'm going to think about whatever is true whatever is true is that the Lord I made in the Lord's image and he created me in his way and like his way is so much better than ours but that's something that stuck out to me no and I love how you said that there's like gifts that we don't have like in I was Mm -hmm. literally reading this morning it was in second Corinthians 12 9 if y'all want to read it but it was talking about how my grace or I'll read it actually right now it says my grace is sufficient for you for my power is perfected in weakness and our weaknesses that we have like my things that my my skills that are just not skills like the things that I'm bad at like for example I'm horrible at planning like horrible at planning. I hate planning. I hate it so much. But there's like Isla and people in my life who have been chance, my sweet fiance, like who is so good at planning. And it just shows when I actually let myself admit this is a weakness of mine. And it's so hard to admit, but when I admit and I let Chance come in or Isla come in and help me plan, his power is perfected. It shows his love and it shows how his power is so good that he's bright. He's brought me people in my life to strengthen me and to help me, you know? But if I were to say, oh, like if I would never to show anyone or share anyone that I have a struggle with planning, then I wouldn't get to see the goodness of God in that moment through my weakness. And so I think it's the same thing with relationships. If you're weak at something, if you're not good at something, if it's not a skill, speak it. Tell your friends. Like I love when Isla tells me things that she's struggling with and when I tell her stuff that I'm struggling with and when we're honest together, because then it actually lets God have the glory and lets things like relationships and things in my life, like anxiety in my life or just whatever I'm struggling with be redeemed and be used for him. So I think that is so, I love that you said that. And I think that we should share our weaknesses more because it really shows the power. So Speaking of friends, we had yes, friendships. We had a lot of questions on how to kind of have friendships, like how to find friendships. How do you find friends? How do you build relationships? Finding friends can be can definitely be really hard and really discouraging because I think 
there's just this idea like I think comes from like social media and like movie tv culture of like right when you get into high school right when you get into college or you join a certain like sorority organization that they're just going to be handed to you and most likely and sometimes that does happen that's great we love god for that but sometimes there's going to be moments where you're really struggling to find good friends and not even just good friends like an acquaintance but like actually like good community and I know that can be really really hard but I was really just talking to a friend about this the other day and she was just feeling really discouraged and feeling like she has no friends and she's just been praying for a while but I just encourage her just to first just keep praying for those friends and like we know and we can be confident that the Lord hears us and like he knows our desires he knows things that are stressing us out our fears or our worries and I just want to encourage you just to like start now Like you can even just stop this podcast and just like start praying of like, Lord, like I really desire mm-hmm. like close knit friendships that glorify you. I desire this community, like help me just find that community, help me help deliver that community to me. And I would say that's the first step. But also the second step, sometimes they're not just going to just fall into your lap. Like sometimes you have to be the one that maybe initiates or starts those friendships by like mm-hmm. maybe asking someone to hang out or even just getting involved in things. I know it's hard to find like really good quality like Christ in her friendship sometimes. But I know like for me, I had to figure out, okay, like which playground am I like really playing in? Because sometimes it's like- I've never heard that. Like really? That. Yeah. Like pay attention to your playground because then you'll see like who the people you're playing with are. Yeah, you know? that's good. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, pay attention to the playground that you're playing in because I know for me, like even in college, I was involved with certain crowds or certain groups that didn't necessarily glorify the Lord. So it was hard finding friendships that- had the same goal as me. Yeah. And like, for me, something that really helped was getting involved in breakaway ministries Mm -hmm. at Texas A&M. And it was, I was surrounded by a good crowd of believers and even like working at a Christian camp or getting involved in Bible studies, you're going to find people that are running the same race as you. So I would Mm -hmm. really encourage you to go and put yourself maybe into those organizations. Yeah, that's so good. And I think something that really helped me too, because we had one specific question. It says how to find, sorry, got a big old truck going by. Um, and it says how to find friends of faith in a sorority. And that was such a good question. I'm going to like expand that to college, like how to find good relationships in college kind of thing. And for me, I, my freshman year or and pretty much all throughout, I tried to stay super involved and like join clubs and like different things that would I was interested in like for example I joined best buddies and like splash pals and that was where you work with kids who have special needs and you get to be with them and you get to swim with them and you get to put on talent shows for them and all these different things and it was cool because I made some really good friends and was able to also like it was a way I could connect with people like hey do you guys want to come with me to splash pals and it was so cool because we had like a similar heart some people might not be believers yet and that's totally fine and we'll talk about in a little bit like how to hang out and how to be friends with people who are not believers I will say and this is something that I just kind of learned is that being like you have to have a community of people like whether it's like one or two people or whether it's three or four or however many it is that have the same desires as you that have that those that same heart as you and that are gonna keep you accountable because if not it is so easy to get lost and to get 
like just frustrated in this world and to struggle. And so that's one thing that I really learned is that there's a difference between having friends and there's a difference between having community and community is something that is so important. And that's kind of what we hope to foster with this is like that community. And maybe you're at a place right now and trust me, I have been there before where you don't have community. And I just want to say it's okay in that we will be praying for you. And we hope that you do find that because we have been there before. And the thing I want to say is that even though you don't have that right now, and I know we can't meet face to face, I hope and I pray we both do that you feel like you have community right now with us. And that's what we really aim to be for y'all is not just friends, but actually community and like doing life with each other and doing things together. How do you find community is a really good question. And for how do you find community? I feel like at whatever stage of life you are at, whether you're post-grad, like we talked about finding community last week, whether you're in college, whether you're in a sorority, whatever it is, finding community is really awesome to find it in small group and to find it at church a hundred percent. But there's also ways to find community. Like for example, like I found my community, I would say honestly from my ambassador program. Yeah. And, um, and so like for that, like getting involved in something that, and I know a lot of the other girls feel the same way. Like we have a group text and we literally text in it every single day, but it doesn't have to be like church or small group. so to say, but do something that like kind of maybe has like God centered or like, like God's love, like centered at the middle of it. Like that's what our ambassador program was and be something as simple as like a clothing brand that brings you community. It could be all different things. And so I would say do something that you see people and you admire them and they inspire you because of the way that they're living, like God's love and like try and get into that. And they really are sharing God's love. They're going to accept you y'all. And that's something that we are even trying to do here in Tallahassee. If you are looking for community, like text us like or like dm us on instagram and text me your number um, we're even doing like a galentine's day party tonight where we're inviting anyone from tallahassee who wants to come because we want that community and we actually want to go out and live that and maybe you're someone right now who you're on the opposite side of the spectrum and you've actually been very blessed with great community where you are y'all share it <laughs> because share that with people like invite people to galentine's day things don't think that your community has to only stay one or two people like think about the 12 disciples you know mm-hmm. and there's different times of where it was different numbers but just make sure that you're just kind of allowing other people in because a lot of people are looking for community right now and so that's kind of something i want to challenge you with if you do have that then try and be that community for somebody else and invite people in because there's people that really need it wherever you are Yeah, and just trusting that the Lord is truly going to provide for you in those prayers of delivering friends. And Mm -hmm. I know, yeah, for us right now, we started like or are hosting a Galentine's party and we're so excited. And there's so many girls that reached out that want to come and maybe you can do that. It doesn't have to be a Galentine's party, Mm -hmm. but I promise if you're feeling the way of like, man, I just... I want community. I want friends. I guarantee you, you're not alone. And there's other people just waiting for an invite to or an invitation. You can be that person to to invite invite them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what we're called to be is the inviters. And so, and it's okay, even if you don't have, I know going into high school, college, sometimes there can be a misconception like, oh, I have to have a friend group of like 20 people. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. Mm -hmm. That's okay. (laughs) So true. If you don't, in college, I honestly probably had a close knit of people that were like four people. And that's okay. Even if there was one point in college, I felt like I had one person and even that was okay. If you just have one good friend, Mm -hmm. like consider that a blessing and don't compare like, oh, I have to have all these friends. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You just need a good, like sometimes small knit. And like, even like, yeah, Jesus, he had 12 disciples, but there's so many times the Bible, he just like narrowed it down to three. Yeah. And like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Don't find the 
like the gratification in numbers, find it in actual community. And it's like, not quantity. <laughs> it's quality. Yes, that is great. It goes to community too. Yes. I love it. And so talking about people, I think this is a great kind of, um, so we talked about community and now like obviously there's people that you're going to come across that are going to be your friends that aren't believers. And y'all, that is honestly how it should look. We should never be a people like believers should never be a people that are like, oh, I can't be friends with you because you don't follow the same God that I have. And even to say like, oh, you can't be in my community because you don't follow the same God that I have. Because God and like, look at how Jesus walked. Like he walked and he ate with the sinners and his whole days weren't just composed of people who are believers and all that kind of stuff. And that wouldn't be God's love. You know, he should, you should be with everyone. And so I think that's something that I'll just kind of touch on it first because I really struggle with that at, at school and um, just like being with people who are not believers. And I, first off, I want to say that's okay. And we love you so much. And I have so many great friends who don't really follow the Lord. And does that make me love them any less? No. And it shouldn't because those people are still my sisters and my brothers, whether they recognize it or not. And I am still going to love them. So if you're kind of having a time where maybe you're outcasting somebody or something because they aren't following the Lord, that was you at one time. It was. That was me at one time. At one point, I was definitely not following the Lord. But you know what brought me closer to the Lord? People that actually loved me. And so that's something we're really passionate about. It's our literal whole model motto is to spread love, truth, and light to all people. Notice how it doesn't say to just believers or to people that are really struggling or to people. It's to all people. So y'all like spread that love, truth, and light. Like your relationships should look different and they should all be different because, and that's beautiful. And so how do we find that balance of being friends with non-believers, but not letting them influence you? Great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whoever asked that question, because yes, be friends with them, but you're also called to be set apart and you can be set apart with love. I think when it comes to how do you find that balance of being friends with non-believers, but not letting them influence you? My advice is I just had to stand and stay firm in my faith because mm-hmm. you're going to be firm in something in life. And if you're not firm in your faith, it's going to be so easy just to sway and just be like, okay, I'm just going to give in. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to be an opportunity to give in, but it's actually learning. And it's really, really hard. And it's, it might take like a couple of times, but actually just standing firm and your faith and just holding on to that, even when it's hard. Standing firm is so important because if I love this verse or this quote, I don't even think it's a verse. And it says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And I love that because you have to choose whenever you go into these situations with friends that maybe there's always me temptation too. There's me temptation, y'all, even in your community. There's me temptation when you're with your, the love of your life and you're both pursuing God. Like there's gonna be temptation there. There's me temptation anywhere. In your community, wherever it is. And the thing that I love so much about what Isla just said is that you have to stand firm in it, but there's also a way to stand firm that is not rude, that is not judgmental. When you are standing firm, what are you standing firm in? You're standing firm in love. You're standing firm in your relationship with the Lord. And so whenever you're standing firm, it should never look like a judgmental or a rude thing. There's plenty of the people that I'm around in college do things that I don't partake in anymore. And I did at one point, honestly, if I'm being real with y'all, and that was one of the hardest times in my life. Whenever those things happen, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be doing this. Like, if you want to come hang out with me, like, it's so easy to give people like another opportunity. And sometimes people just go and do things that are temptation or fall into temptation, y'all, because they're bored. Like my job right there, like part of the reasons why people struggle so much in college is because you're 
all by yourself. There's all and like all there's all these other distractions. And do you know why you go? Because there's no opportunity for community, or you think there's no opportunity for community. And sometimes maybe you're in college right now, or maybe you're a, a, a mom or wherever it is, and maybe God is calling you, and you realize that it's hard right now, but He's calling you to make an opportunity for people to have something rather than just being bored and going with the world and do what the world has to say. Anyways, there's a graceful way to stand firm in that way is to maybe invite someone to do something else or to invite them to go play tennis or build relationships in other ways. And that kind of also just goes into another question of when it talks about friendships, how do you share the gospel to friends who have hardened hearts? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not just sticking a Bible in their face and like never (laughs) yeah that's just gonna turn them away or yeah stuffing scripture down their throat Mm. i know for me there's a time where i had a friend that really just honestly considered herself agnostic atheist and um was just very confused and i was never just giving her a bible or just stuffing everything down her throat but it was loving her with where she's at listening to her giving her advice when she wanted it or needed it and just showing up and also just inviting like, hey, I'm going to Breakaway, you can come. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go to church, you can come. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this small group, you can come. And that's honestly all it takes. Yeah. And then because we don't, we have to remind ourselves that we're not the ones that need to change people's hearts. We can't do that. We're human. Only the Lord can. Yeah, that's so good. And I'm going to just really quick because I think this kind of applies to what we're talking about. I was reading this story and a lot of y'all have heard it. So just stay with me for a second. But it's of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And it's the where King Nebuchadnezzar, and basically a short story for y'all, King Nebuchadnezzar, he had made this huge gold statue of what of himself, and he wanted everyone to bow down and to worship it, and to worship him. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I'm going to call them our friends. <laughs> They're our friends. And our friends, they were saying, they they said, no, I'm not going to worship that. I'm not going to do that. And so you know what King Nebuchadnezzar did? He gave them an opportunity to before he threw them in the furnace. That's how the story goes is that he ends up throwing them in the furnace. But before he did that, he said, I'm going to throw you in the furnace or you can bow down and you can worship me. And something I thought was so beautiful about this story. And it shows the boldness in, of their faith. They knew what was going to happen. They knew they were going to literally be thrown in a furnace. And you know what they decided to do? They said, no, I'm going to only worship my Lord, which is the Lord of all lords, and it is God. Imagine if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, imagine if in their heads they were just like, oh, well, I know that the Lord is good, and I know that I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it because I'm going to just, it's just this one time, and God will forgive me. And that is so true, y'all. God will forgive you for any sins that you have. But I lived this way for a while. Like, I lived this way in sin because when I was doing all the things that did not really glorify the Lord at all. I was doing all these things, but I knew like, oh, God will forgive me. Whenever I took a step back and I had this change of where I actually decided I was going to be bold and I was going to stand firm in my faith. And I said, oh, I'm actually not going to do that. That is when I started to really deepen my relationship with the Lord. And I also was able to bring other people to Jesus and bring other people the good news and spread love, truth, and light to all. And you know what happened, y'all? So this story, they Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they went in the furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar throws them in the furnace. It was so hot that the people that brought them into the furnace actually died. And what was incredible is that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego 
live. So he saw these four people and he said, look, see, I see four men not tied walking around in the fire unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of God's. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of blazing fire and called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the most high God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, perfectors, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair on their heads was singed. Their robes weren't affected, and there was no smell of fire in them. Nebuchadnezzar exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. And y'all, the day before this happened, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was trying to get people to worship himself and worship him. And you know what made that difference in King Nebuchadnezzar finding the Lord and finding God's goodness? It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's, them standing firm in their faith when it would have been so easy to give in to that temptation not to. And so those are the opportunities that we're supposed to be in those, those situations, you know, those situations where our faith is tested, like we've been talking about. The question I want to ask y'all is, are you going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and stand firm in your faith? Or are you going to be like me before I really knew the Lord and just say, oh, well, God will forgive me, you know, because I'm not, you can't miss out on God and you can't miss out on his moments. But I will say that there's been a whole other fullness and a whole other way of spreading the good news now that I've started living wholeheartedly for the Lord. And it kind of dresses like that lukewarmness um, that people talk about in Christianity. Yes, you could definitely know the Lord and you can bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar, but you're missing out on opportunity for people to know the Lord. Right. And we just talked about how do we find friendships and how do we sustain those friends? How do we sustain those friendships? And now that kind of leads us into our next one. How do we balance those friendships on top of school and even like our dating life? Oof. <laughs> That's good because I know that a lot of people listening have probably so many balls up in the air. You're juggling so many different things. And I just want to say that I hear you and I feel you right now. I'm doing a long distance relationship with my fiance, working full time, designing full time, in school full time, and also want to be in relationships full time. I actually talked to a friend yesterday about this and she said, just be present where you are. And I was like, that's so good. Like if I'm at my house with my other five roommates, yes, I have five roommates. Like if I'm at the house with my other five roommates, I need to be present where I am. Like if I'm in the kitchen, if I'm in the kitchen cooking and there's somebody in the living room or there's somebody at the dining room table being present and where I am and like asking them like, how was your day been? Like how, you know what I mean? Like realizing where you are, like whenever I'm in class, like being present in those relationships there, whenever I'm in the car and I have some time to talk on the phone, then calling someone and being present in that conversation there. And so I think in if you're kind of somebody who's really busy, I would say that's how I maintain my relationships is I try and be really present when I am with them. Like I know I have to go, I'll go see Chance on the weekends because if he plays baseball and that's the most convenient time to go see him and we're long distance. So I have to travel to Atlanta, but I know that whenever I'm there at home during the week, now is my time to go get dinner with my friends, to go watch a movie with them, to cook in the kitchen with them, to try and do things where I'm there with them and be present when I am there is just really important. So I feel like that's kind of how I maintain relationships. I like how you said just being present where you are because I think so often we're doing the opposite and we're trying to be present in like every other area mm -hmm. of our lives and every other relationship. And you can't just be both mm -hmm. and actually just focusing on like you said, like, okay, right, right now I'm surrounded by these people. So let me pour into that. Sometimes even like 
because you're going to have moments where if you're in a long distance relationship or even long distance friendships or even with family, your quality time is obviously going to look different. It might not be like face to face anymore. I know for me, besides Maya, all my friendships are long distant. And so now my quality time looks like FaceTime calls, calling mm-hmm. and texting. And even just having time set aside in your calendar, your Google calendar, whatever, like, okay, I'm going to call this person like this day. I know for me and my friends, we have a rule, like let's at least call or FaceTime like once a week. Yeah. So we good. still feel connected. That's good. And something I've been trying to do is I used to be really bad at picking up the phone and talking and communicating. But one thing I've been trying to do lately is like, if I see a call, answer it. Unless it's absolutely like where I can't, like even if I have to say, oh, like I'm on my way to lunch or something like that. Yeah. And that's even what we talked about last week. Sometimes love can be inconvenient. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be so many times where it's inconvenient to pick up the phone and or pick up the phone for facetime or to even like set aside time to text but love is sacrificial and sometimes we have to sacrifice our times of rest or whatever it is to like pick up that phone call and call them and also if you're having a hard time balancing school that's something i feel you right now you sometimes (laughs) had to have like a really she just had to humble me and say that i have to work on school every morning before i come to work because if not i just won't do school and i'm really struggling um so pray for girl anyways (laughs) but i understand that and i think that for me, it's been like, okay, in the mornings now, I'm trying to do this, is in the morning, I'm before I go do anything, I'm going to work on school for at least an hour or two hours or however long, however much school you have. Um, because it, the more you can kind of get into like a schedule or routine, you'll feel so much better about not having to think about it all during the day and be like, oh, I have these discussion boards too. And it's stressing me out, but I want to go hang out with my friends. Like if you just get it done in the morning, try to get it done like at the beginning of your day. For me, that's kind of helped. All right. Speaking of friends, and this is going to, we're going to start our last question and where we're going to end off today. But so we had a bunch of questions about how to be single and how to be single and happy. And so this is going to lead us into our next one because next week, y'all, we're going to be talking about singleness and we're going to be talking about um, how to actually say that with pride. And the whole like message of this whole entire series is focusing on the love that we do have rather than the love we don't have. So single people, we feel you. We, I have been there before. Isla is there right now. And so <laughs> we, me. that is her. And so we will be talking about that, but we're just going to leave you off on single people. We have not forgotten about you when that's coming next week. And so any advice on being happy in singleness when all of your friends are dating? Such a good question. And I love whoever asked this question. And there's a lot of people who asked this. I love that you're still trying to be happy and that you're mm-hmm. still trying to have joy and celebrate them because that is how you are designed to be during this period of singleness. So just real quick, give us one piece of advice because I know that we have a whole thing going on next week. Yes, this question is um, story of my life because <laughs> literally, and I'm not joking, all my friends are either married or engaged or have been in a dating relationship for longer than a year. And it's definitely hard when you're the single one and you're, and you're just constantly looking around like, oh my gosh, everyone is literally in a relationship besides me. Like, what's wrong with me? And I think it's even hard, kind of like what we were talking about earlier when it comes to comparing. I know for me, there's been so many times where I've just started comparing myself. I'm like, okay, well, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do they have a relationship and why don't I? And it's even hard in those moments to even want to celebrate them because I hear like, yeah, Maya, like Chance loves her so well. And she tells me how I'm like, perfect, great. And it's, it can be times where it's hard to celebrate or even be happy because we're just focusing on what we don't have. And what we don't have is, yeah, maybe we don't have a boyfriend that's calling us and pursuing us and affirming us every second of the day. But um, for me, 
I just had to learn because there's so many things like, well, you just have to be content. You have to be content. And it's like, what does that actually look like? And I know for me, I just consider like, even if I don't have a boyfriend, I don't have a relationship going on right now. That doesn't mean I'm lacking what my other friends do have. Because there's been times where I've been the one that's dating and all my friends are single. And so I even know for me, like being in a relationship, it is so fun. It's such a blessing. It can be a gift from the Lord, but it's not everything at the end of the day. Like mm-hmm. newsflash, it's not that satisfying. I yeah. think we idolize it and put it on the pedestal of like, oh, when when I get a boyfriend or when I'm in a healthy relationship and I get engaged, when I get married, everything's just going to be so much better. And we almost like just make marriage and dating just like our end goal purpose in life. And mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> at all. And, but when you have that mindset, it's going to disappoint you and you're just going to constantly be frustrated and you're seeing all this like, Oh, like, well, life will begin once I start dating. And it's like, no, we have breath in your lungs. Life is mm-hmm. right now. Life has already begun. And just kind of looking at it, like, okay, like, you're not lacking anything and it's normal to have desires. I'm like, man, like I really wish I was in a relationship, but just reminding yourself that that's at the end of the day, that's just an earthly love. And that earthly love isn't going to satisfy you. Like you think it's going to. And one of my favorite songs, it's a worship song called lean back. I think it's by capital city music. And I love in the lyrics, it says your love is better than anything I've seen. And just like dwelling on that, because in reality we already are loved and we are, even in our singleness, we are being pursued and chased after every single day by the Lord. And that love is actually mm, that's good. fulfilling and like sustaining you and bringing you that confidence that maybe you're searching for in a guy. And that's not going to, it's not going to work, but that's my advice. Yeah, that's so good. And one thing I'll say before we end this is that I haven't loved life and I'm so incredibly thankful, but what I love how you say, like we, we idolize marriage and that is so true. And the coolest thing about Chance and I getting married is obviously it's going to be so much fun and I love love and I'm, if you know me, I love love. And so I'm so excited about that, but you know, what's so beautiful about it and why we're getting married y'all it's because we are going to be now pursuing the Lord together. And that's, what's so beautiful about it. That is the the most beautiful thing about Chance and I coming together is that we're going to be serving together. And so maybe right now, look for somebody who is serving the Lord. And we're going to get into that next week. So I'm actually not even going to say anything else. Anyways, I hope that that gives you all some encouragement when it comes to just finding relationships because we're going to be talking about that next week. Yeah, Yeah, more relationships, more singleness talk, more everything. I can't wait. I'm so excited. But anyways, we love y'all so much. And we are so thankful to just get to be in relationship with y'all. We pray that that's how you feel right now because that's how we feel when we get your DMs or when we get your texts about how this spoke to you or anything like that. And y'all keep, like, if there's anything that's on your heart that you're like, actually, like, I need to hear more about this, please let us know. Like we talked about at the beginning, we just love you guys. And we're so proud of you for pursuing those relationships and for just coming on and just trying to find that community. And we see you um, and we love you. And we're so thankful just to be in this together. <laughs>